Yeah, all of this, all of this um, wrongful conviction talk kind of got me interested in the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Um, so when did those start? Salem witch trials. Uh, I think it was like February in like around 1692 <laughs> in, in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. For everybody who does not know, oh. um, but the first the first step. I this is how I. I don't know anything about the actual night that it all started, but I'm just gonna use my psychoanalysis skills to look back. I think you're leaving at psycho, and I was like, finally, finally, somebody's he's admitting. (laughs) I'm gonna look back in time through my own vision, okay? So I'm imagining it's February 1692. (laughs) If I had to guess, maybe Friday the 13th. I don't know if that's a 13th. Why would they call it Friday the 13th if it didn't happen? Didn't happen in the witch trials. Everything spooky happens on Friday the 13th. And that's facts. Okay, so dark, stormy night. You know, you got clouds. Maybe in the town some weird stuff's been happening. Like a goat was stolen and murdered. Yeah, like a goat. A goat was sacrificed just randomly. They found it dead. Okay, so. These two, these two little girls start acting up in the house, and this father, <laughs> this father, these two fathers are like, you know what? I've, I'm tired of my daughters acting up so much. I'm taking them to see a doctor because something's wrong with their skulls. Okay, Mentally so disturbed. they take in Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, Sisters? and no cousins, I believe. Oh, okay. I believe they're cousins, and um. They, he takes the takes the daughters in. He says, "You know, Doc, something's wrong about these girls. Um, typically, I have issues with girls, anyways. But these two <laughs> girls, especially these two girls, especially, been acting up and doing weird things in the middle of the night. Okay, because they're nine, also, they're nine and eleven Boston, years old. Massachusetts has a country accent. Oh no, it wouldn't. So It'd be British, wouldn't it? Can't do that. Can't do that. But the vibe. But he takes there. them in. And he's like, you know what? You know what, man." Can't seem to find anything wrong with your girls. I'm sure some witch just cast a spell on them. That's logical, because yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah, so diagnosed them with <laughs> bewitchment, because, you know, Bewitch. weird things had been happening in town prior to this. Such as? Um, well, like I said, it was more of an assumption that oh. weird stuff was going on. Like, someone's sheet probably got stolen. We're not diving too much into the actual factual background. I like to leave it creative <laughs> style. A little more creative. Own, it's a little ad-libs for us. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously these girls were bewitched. Obviously. 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 Twitches, so, but they're cousins, so they're quitches. If you had to guess, what type of person <laughs> do you think in 1692 would be um, accused of witchcraft? Women. Okay, partly right. Woman, what occupation would such woman do you think they would be in? Probably healthcare. Mm, no. no, no. It was a slave. It was a oh, Caribbean. It was a. It was a lady by the name. Well, technically speaking. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not, but you know what I'm saying, like. Well, yeah, but I feel like that was a trick question initially. Well, I also feel like you knew the answer, so that's why I was trying to lead you. I was hoping you would get it on your own, but that's all right. You can lead that's all right. Blind not everybody knows the story about Tatuba. The Caribbean slave who was one of the first three accused of witchcraft. What was she doing in Salem? Well, so here's the like, thing. I'm, I'm confused. Why is it illegal to be a witch? Here's the thing. This is in a really religious community at that time. What religion? Um, Protestants, I believe, maybe. Okay. Okay. So, uh, basically, some weird, some weird stuff have been happening. You know. <laughs> 
people had been like convul like convulsing and like spasming and like saying weird stuff and um, they were witches. They all they all believed that somehow their community had sort of been um, interfered with by the devil. Okay. Because that's what they believed was that the devil interferes like interferes in human events through people. Like he uses people to do. Do you think to that? Do okay. His, like side note. Do you think that's a thing? Y- yes. Me too. I yes. hate that stuff. I do. I hate it. I do. Um, but where were but anyway, we at? Sorry. Were... Okay, so they believe oh, the, the community one of the three... was being possessed. Yeah, yeah, just that that somewhere along the line, someone was practicing. They just as, kind of assumed that it was just witchcraft at that time period, um, and the first three women: this Tatuba lady, a homeless woman named Sarah Good, and an older woman named Sarah Osbor- Osborne were the first three to be accused of witchcraft. Uh Um, Tatuba was the only one who just fully owned up to it and was like, yeah, I was practicing it in the name of the devil, everything. In the name of the devil. Yeah, she she said that specifically. Okay, and so that's interesting because she is the um, Caribbean, well, the slave from the Caribbean um, for this Betty Paris family. I I I believe for the Paris family. Uh So the idea is that she... Had bewitched the younger oh, daughter. Oh, the younger girls. The younger daughter. Yeah. Oh, daughter. Okay. Well, okay. the daughter and the cousin. Okay. So she just admits it, but it ends up working out almost perfectly because she's like, "Yes, you know, I committed witchcraft, um, and it was for the devil." Blah blah blah. But during this time period, the court system was more about. If you just admitted that you were in the wrong and that you did something bad and you asked for forgiveness for your sins, then you were like sort of washed clean. Mm. But if you didn't admit it, then they would probably still find you guilty. (laughs) All those people that don't want to mix the state with the church, isn't that what people always say? Or like government and church? I bet you do now. Commit any crime. Just be like, I'm asking for repentance. Like, that's all I need. I know. So... So the crazy maybe we thing think about your it thought is, next time you say that. I guess, but the crazy thing about it is this, this Tatuba lady sort of was the first to start. I don't want to put any smut on her name, but I believe Whoa, that she was the was first to... What was she doing? Like, I'm so... Con- like, I really want to know. Just just being a witch, I guess. Being a witch? Casting hmm. spells. What's so bad about that? Oh, yeah, because they're Using religious. it for bad. Okay. Okay, using it for bad. Yes. But she sort of started this whole domino effect of Mm -hmm. saying yes it was me okay I'm sorry I did it whatever yeah and just and kind of like just admitting to it but being like these five other people were also witches so don't don't take me because I just gave you that information of who all the other witches are and we can end this thing if we just get all the other people she is a deflector deflector a deflector okay (laughs) don't you think yeah I mean she's was basically like She's a good oh, witch. But like can that. you blame her? She's probably like, man, screw all these white people. They're holding <laughs> me as a slave. I'm gonna say that then. Like, sure, I'm working with the devil. Be scared of me. All these people screwed me over's wives are all witches. Yeah. All of them are all witches. Like, don't really blame the girl. I don't blame her. It's um, kind of- and was this only okay? So you mentioned how what could actually explain the Salem witch trials is oh, not witchcraft, yeah. it's maybe that there was fungus yeah. in their food. So there's a specific fungus that causes brain swelling. 
and sort of similar symptoms to what was going on. Convulsed. Um, just causes people to act really, 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 really strangely. And okay. I haven't done some res- done any research on what the actual fungus is, but people they believe that that could be. A, what caused all of this, what caused people to just go crazy for this time period. Cause it was only for like a year. So, um, okay, but also though they were, were the only people accused of this women? No, no men and men, women, children. I think anybody was children. really fair game. Yeah. Yeah, c- yeah. Children. That's bad. Hmm. Weird. But, but they killed some of these witches quote unquote. Yeah. They killed, I think around 20 people. Holy crap. And like um, brutal 18, ways. 18, I believe, were hung too. Why one other one was re- like crushed by rocks and Oof. I'm not sure how what happened to the other person. But this all lasted just a little it's bit awful. over a year, I think. That's or maybe how they even thought they were going to, you know, combat that was just killing them. Hmm. Just interesting. Well, and that's where it's... I mean, the whole thing is interesting because uh, they also used a specific type of evidence called spectral evidence <laughs> which is uh, it can be anything from dreams to visions people allegedly have to things that somebody else heard you saying in your sleep even I'm using that I mean that is like the whitest most unreliable form of evidence you could possibly come up with and they were just like yeah i heard i heard this chick talking shit on me in the middle of the night and she's a witch because <laughs> i didn't like that i didn't like her <laughs> i that'd swear be, she is nobody sad. would ever say that anything bad about me and she was saying bad stuff about me in her sleep so she's a witch oh my gosh you would do that one she's a witch <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be fun to use to your own advantage <laughs> fun <laughs> She Did cooked me a shitty lasagna. <laughs> She's definitely a witch. <laughs> She's got witch written all yeah, over it. Literally. No, but then the Salem witch trials thing got me thinking about other wrongful convictions, which wrongful conviction is just where you're convicted of a crime wrongfully. I mean, like, you did not, you were not the one who actually did it. You were falsely accused, falsely convicted. Um, and that got me Thanks thinking about other, yeah, <laughs> wrongful convictions. And when I looked it up, interestingly enough, this lady by the name of Elizabeth Johnson Jr.'s name pops up, who ironically is considered the last known Salem witch. Okay. Okay. So she was convicted of witchcraft in 1693, and she was yeah, only later. 22 years old. After the beginning, okay. Yeah, she's only 22. 22- 22 years old and uh she got lucky enough to be towards the end of it so she was not hung was not did not die in prison she just was eventually released okay basically and her life was spared but this her story was brought up uh by this middle school civics class i was looking into it Mm -hmm. and this somehow caught the attention of some senator and he basically drafted a bill and cleared Johnson's name wow. of any crime that she had been falsely accused of wow. over 300 years ago but yeah that's just crazy that it took three over 300 years basically seriously but it's cool that they cleared her name yeah it's kind of a cool like a full story it's like, a cool yeah. it's a cool um story it's and it's a way to honor her but anyways these these stories of people being wrongfully 
convicted, wrongfully accused. Um, I wanted to do some digging into because I think it's kind of interesting to hear these types of stories. So let me take you to a night in 1996. Okay. 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 Set the scene. Where are we at? Okay. So you and I are just passive observers. <laughs> we're not actually there, but we're there. Okay. Okay. And we're sitting in this house, and around us there are time, time. kids ranging in ages 15 to 17, just kind of hanging out, having a good night. Okay. Well, suddenly someone comes having over. Having a good night? Yeah. Doing they're what? having a good night. I'm assuming drinking, yeah. but that's an assumption, you know. Once yeah. again, we are not. The basic facts are right. The basic facts are right. We'll say okay, that. Okay. Okay. So we're just sitting there. Having a good old time. Me, you and I are just, we well, basically just don't watching. even exist. We're just watching. Flies on the wall. Yeah, flies on the wall. Somebody walks over on the telephone. He's like, yeah, Jenny, I'm over here uh, at this house playing some Russian roulette with my boys, uh, Daryl Clark and Kane Story. Okay. And um, we're, we're playing it with a gun that Kane Story brought over to the house okay well gotta go spin the barrel and stuff and pull the trigger um i'll talk to you later love you okay well right surely that's the last time with a that guy ever talked to his girlfriend oh because they were playing with because they were playing russian roulette in real life with a gun loaded gun loaded gun okay did they know it was loaded surely not one would i would assume they did well why would they do that that's how these gun accidents happen. They're just accidents that people aren't thinking straight hmm. about it. They're being dangerous. They're being reckless. And they're kids. And they're kids. They're 15 years old, 15, 17 years old. Right. And so, boom, gunshot goes off. Okay. Okay. The exact details of what happened right after, nobody really knows. Okay. Okay. But police start investigating it. Police come, clean everything up, investigate the whole the whole crime area, everything. And they start talking to neighbors, and they go to this neighbor, and the neighbor says... Well, do they know who was shot? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> you were like, we don't know any of the um, important details. <laughs> and then, actually, we don't know anything that happened at all. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> after. We don't know anything that happened at all immediately following the so, gunshot. And then you were like, the police came over and cleaned everything. Well, they did. Who okay. called the police? That's what I don't okay, know. Okay. I don't know any of those facts. Okay. But what we do know okay, we do know who that was shot. A guy by the name of Brian Bowling, he's 15 years old. One of the kids there. Was shot and killed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Daryl Clark and Kane Story were both at the, at the scene, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But they, fled, they're maybe, maybe fled. Um, so that's where I'm saying police came over, cleaned everything okay. up, started investigating the crime. Um, this first witness is a neighbor who apparently the police in maybe like, asked questions, yeah. asked questions to yeah. them months after the accident. Which first off is like try to remember every detail from months after something happens and you're just a neighbor that's not necessarily even involved in that like that would be so why would they ask right unreliable away? yeah mm-hmm. why would they not ask right away well anyway she gives a statement that this Clark and Story the two who were accused of committing murder here um, came over to her house months after uh, Mr. Bowling's death and were allegedly talking about how they had killed Mr. Bowling 
because he knew about a theft that they committed and they did not want their names exposed as the people who committed that theft and they didn't want to get caught basically. Okay, so that's what they tell the police. So Clark and Story instantly become main suspects in the entire case. Okay? But just based off of that one Just based off of the witness, or the, the testimony of the, yeah, of the, the it's hearsay is what it is. It's like, were they suspects before they talked to this neighbor? Uh, I'm assuming so just because they were there. They I were think there. the police knew that they were there. And they were, were the there. ones playing the game. I, yeah, I think the police knew that they were there. And so they, the other witness, um, <laughs> he, they were at the home at the time of the shooting <laughs> And they said they saw Clark running through the yard following the shooting. Okay. And so like the assumption there is that if he's running away from this, then maybe he is the one who was guilty of actually pulling the trigger. Right. Because if it was an accident, like this is where cops, this is where cops and prosecutors, I think go a little overboard where it's like, just because someone runs away and didn't stay there, right. that means they're like more they, likely to be guilty. This guy is a 17-year-old kid going through who just shock. saw a 15-year-old kid blow his brains out in Probably front of him. Probably his friend. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you are running away, you're I don't a, think that that's like sufficient evidence of guilt. Oh, yeah. You're in a state of shock. I mean, yeah. what... Yeah. What do you? I mean, and you're just not. I think if anything, in this instance, it kind of proves that like he was not guilty. Do you know what I well, mean? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Just because I know what you're saying. Yeah. But, he was so shocked that he was running away. I don't know. Yeah. It. Okay. So like, come to find come to find out, um, some podcasts, like some people who do a podcast, mm-hmm. actually dug deeper into this and found out some of this evidence, and. Um, it came to light that the okay. neighbor who, it came to light that the neighbor who said that she overheard Clark and Story talking about committing the murder to prevent knowledge of the theft coming out. Mm-hmm. That neighbor apparently was um, coerced into making that statement because she had a kid that the cops somehow were threatening to take away. Yeah, and so they they. Just, coerced her into providing them with a helpful statement to pin the murder on um, this uh, Clark Clark story guy. Yeah. They made, story her, they made her choose guys. her kid or made yeah. her choose them. And that's where it's interesting because that's like the whole Salem witch trial stuff is like yeah. it's Let's blame people somebody. giving a false statement to to benefit themselves yes. in a situation because they know they're fucked because somebody in authority yeah, it's awful. Is like holding something over their head and saying, you give me this so I can pin it on somebody else, or I have this to pin this on you. Like, that's you, so wrong. Don't you think that stuff happens all the time, though? Like, who are you supposed to... Yeah. Like, if that happened to you specifically, where could you go? I think in that situation, if you think it's like a systematic issue with the cops and you think all of the cops are thinking... Yeah. Like, would coerce you as well, mm-hmm. then obviously maybe don't want to go straight to the cops. Exactly. But, like, go to a senator, a representative, tell them about it, or tell um, a judge about it if you're at a hearing. Yeah. Tell your lawyer about it. Tell, you know, yeah. somebody who can help you fight, fight back in that situation. Um, but... That, yeah, so that statement ends up being coerced testimony, so um, essentially useless. And then 
the second witness who identified Clark in the lineup and stated that she saw him running away from the scene of the crime apparently had hearing and um, speech, like a speech impediment and a hearing, her hearing was impaired and she confused the details of this shooting with the details of a different shooting. So she gave a completely false statement. Yeah. Her and statement just was mixed up, mixed up Clark's face from a different thing that she had seen and confused the details. See, that's why, and like, do, yeah. that's why, like, witness testimony of what happened can be so, so unreliable at times because mm-hmm. like, she, she's experiencing trauma and yeah, shock. She experienced it multiple times mm-hmm. and mixed the details of the two. Yeah, I'm sure events. that happens all the time. And then. You know, like you and I, if we're somewhere and we see something go down, yeah. you could see the sort of his color as being a different color than I saw it. Yeah. Or um, he was standing in a different place than what I remember him standing at. He shot at yeah. this person and he when he really didn't, you know, like. Right. And you would. It's think- moments of shock, fast paced, adrenaline filled. Yeah. Just I mean, it's crazy. Everything's going down. You don't know exactly Seriously. what the right details might be. Right, absolutely. But it's just crazy that that that. I mean, I you have to have so and more guts. You have to have more guts to not make a statement like that that is false. That's going to put somebody in prison because these two men have been in prison for over twenty five years because of this. Just because of these false statements, this the failure in the right procedures. I mean, well, I don't think you should be able to. Well, I don't know. I just don't think you should be able to question some someone about something like that months later. Like they can't remember necessarily. Like I mean, yeah, this so, person that wasn't even at the house. They were a by. They were in their own house. They were just a neighbor. Yeah. How is that even a reliable? Well. In, in some of these cases, I could see how, um, so all, all evidence has to undergo a reliable, like a reliableness test and, mm, okay. um, a relevance test sort of like a balancing test. And, um, in this situation now I'm assuming, cause I don't have more facts. I'm assuming these statements, both these statements got in because, the girl who gave the statement that they saw Clark running away from the crime mm-hmm. was probably one of the only witnesses at the scene. That saw anything. At the scene that saw anything. Yeah. So they're going to be like, well, although this might not be reli- that reliable, it's it's extremely relevant because she yeah. was at the scene of the crime and she saw this all go down. Okay. So they're going to be like, we need to err in favor of admissing, yeah. it, it, making this evidence admissible. as, And then the neighbor... It's probably the same situation where it's like, although she wasn't at the crime, she knew these people well enough to where these people, although it's a statement that they made accusing themselves of the crime, basically, mm-hmm. like she knows them well enough that I could, we could see them ma- actually making this statement in the confidence of her home and like around her because they trusted her, maybe had a relationship, close, right. like a close relationship with this person. And they're like... Well, we don't really have any other evidence besides this lady who involved Clark, saw Clark running, and now we have apparently a lady who heard that Clark and Story say that they committed the crime. So, like, we've got that's two extremely people it's extremely relevant because it's the only evidence we have of what yeah. happened, mm-hmm. and we think something about the situation is fishy, right? Because, like, why would a fifteen-year-old kid just blow up his head? But at the same time, you have. This phone testimony, I don't know where how the phone testimony of this Brian Bowling guy 
with his girlfriend didn't get didn't sort that? of overrule that where he where he told his girlfriend right before he died that they were playing Russian roulette with a gun. Oh my god. You know like that's like he said that over the phone. Yeah, he said that over the phone. And they couldn't look up the phone. It was phone 1996, records? so I don't know, but I don't it seems like it seems like the cops thought these Clark, the Clark and Story guys were fishy, probably, or like something yeah. weird was going down. Maybe they, well, I'm sure maybe they, they did coerced. seem fishy because they were probably so nervous and like wrecked about their friend yeah. dying like that and in front of them. Who knows? Like maybe they tried to like maybe the cops thought that they had coerced this 15 year old Brian Bowling guy a little bit into playing with them. Yeah. And they knew about it, the dangers of it. They should have known better about the dangers of it. So maybe it was right. more of like an indirect. Well, yes, they should, but that's not then that's yeah. not murder, right? Um, but yeah, but just enough I, signs were just kind of like you guys do seem guilty enough. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe, and maybe the cops were just just being bad because they. I mean, they tried to threaten taking away a girl's child. Yeah, so they they obviously needed something just so they could like kind of finish the case up. Like that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. And it's Without weird. Knowing it's so weird and it's sad more. too because Georgia's one of basically 12 states who don't like necessarily automatically um compensate, compensate a wrongfully convicted individual. They so so um there's some sort of process but it's like really long. It can take years because you have mm-hmm. to file with like a state administrative body that essentially has never recommended any type of compensation for someone who's wrongfully accused. And like if they did recommend it, then it would be just an easier, more streamlined process. Right. But since that almost never happens, you have to find a lawmaker who's willing to support setting up a private compensation resolution that has to be approved by the legislature. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So that requires committee hearings and support from both chambers of the General Assembly and then finally the governor's signature. The very least that the community of Georgia owes these people is compensation. Yeah. Money, advocates. At the least, at the least. Because I mean, these people are what, like 40 42 years old coming out of prison they don't have a high school diploma they don't have any higher education like what are they supposed to do as far as provide for themselves I know because usually a 40 year old man in society has yeah something to their name hopefully exactly hopefully um what do you think so that's just really what do you think per year would be a fair amount of money to be in prison to be in prison or to get compensating for compensated well, for being in prison? Well, to be compensated, but like, you've already served the time. Okay. You're 25 years of your life. So like, um, older than you are right now. Minimum a million dollars a year. A year? Minimum. I'm sorry, but like, you took away years of these young men's, I mean, they were children when they went into prison. They didn't have time, they didn't have like, the time with their family, who knows like what they family members passed career. away. They couldn't create they couldn't. a career. They're always going to have the stigma that they were. And, in and, and there's always going to be people that believe they did it, especially within their community. Think people about are always it. They look spent, at them weird. They went into prison when they were 17 or 18 years old and they spent more time in prison than they had been alive before they went to prison. So yeah, I mean, minimum a a million and maybe, maybe more. It's not to be greedy, but it's just like those people should be set for life. They should not have to worry about anything ever again. Shouldn't have to. I mean, wrongfully convicted like that is just, 
next level. It's like, it's sad and it's messed up. Convicted of mistakes, murder. Mistakes do happen, but yeah. the issue well, is that the average that award in Georgia per year of being yeah. in federal prison, or not necessarily federal prison, just in prison, is $39,000 on average per year. That's fucking... Oh, that is insulting. Because that's not even what you would make at, like as a salary in an actual career to be livable. You know what's I mean, sad, though, is it'd be more than you would make as being, like, an elementary teacher. I know, and that's unacceptable. That's, that's a whole other top, like, another topic. Yeah. Teachers deserve to be paid way more. Okay, but back on this. <laughs> way the Texas, more. In Texas, I guess it's around $80,000 per year. Well, I'm that's glad, not, but that's chump change. I'm sorry, you took my... Change, you took my you, It was your heir that took away my life, 15 years of it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I like mean, you need to compensate, whatever whatever that is. You you need to do. So it's just crazy that there are states like Georgia that don't automatically give you something. I mean, that just goes back to like businesses as a whole. If someone messes up your food at a restaurant, you're at the very least gonna get yeah. a brand new dish or the thing taken off your yeah. ticket. Like, <laughs> I think we, you need to be. We have someone in jail for 15 years yeah. that shouldn't be, and then we're like, oh, sorry. Hopefully your shirt and shoes that you came in here with well, at 17 years old fit you on the way out. It's like, well, it already happened, so like... No, I know. Sorry. And no, but that's what they're... It's sad. That's what's sad about it. Is they don't give a like, frick-a-doodle about us. A frick-a-doodle. Yeah. <laughs> or about the them. Yeah, but both... I mean, what's inspiring is that both guys have, have been very happy. Yeah. I mean, they're out of prison, finally. It is inspiring. After being wrongfully accused. And... They're just taking the moment as like, you know what, that happened, Yeah. that's terrible, whatever, <laughs> that's my life from that period, but right. now I'm doing everything that I possibly can to be happy. Like, they're just, they're, they're basically like, you know what, there's no need to hold this anger in uh-huh. any longer because it does nothing. That's what right. these, that's what they said. And I'm guessing all of that time in there, they had so much time to reflect. And the way they're being inspiring and just wanting to move forward with their life is the best way to go. Yes. Because they probably more than ever realize how grateful you should be for life and how oh, amazing yeah, it absolutely. is. Like they're like, oh my gosh, we didn't have the outside world for so much of our life like now we get to have it we're so excited and and thankful yeah absolutely and that's where i'm that's what i'm doing yeah i started doing it at the end of 2022 thankful grateful now i'm doing it all 2023 (laughs) it's happy vibes it's good vibes it's loving loving living loving being alive loving oh oh my gosh that's something i want to do i want to romanticize my life how did how did that not spill that is impressive oh yeah oh a lot (laughs) You want to do what with your life? Manifest what? No, no. Okay, I do want to manifest, but um, we're always manifesting. But what I want to do is... We are. All of our thoughts are always manifesting. Okay. But you know what's cool about me? All right, fellas, listen Do you know what's cool about me? Only my positive manifestations manifest. (laughs) I know. That's what I've been talking about, though, is that every day there's so many external things that can affect your life in so many negative ways if you let it Only get you let into it. you. So you what? let external things affect internal feelings. Absolutely. And that only it only it only passes through that barrier if you let it. So Absolutely what can let you it. do? What can you do? You act like you put on a big bee, bee, uh, beekeeper suit. <laughs> yeah. It says Imagine good vibes a beekeeper only. Suit. It says good vibes only. Don't come and through if you're you a bad vibe. 
oh, this person said this. Oh, this person did this. Reject. Oh, whatever. Reject, reject. You know what? Take it in. Soak it in. Hear it. Think about it. Accept that that's how it is. That's how it's going to be that day, that moment, whatever. And say, you know what? I'm going to figure out how this is going to make me better. I'm going to figure out yes. how this can be, this situation is going to benefit me and everybody around me because that's what it's that's what life is about. It's about taking these moments yes. where crap hits the fan and you just have to make the most out of them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these moments where we think ba- bad you- things have happened are happening for, for you, not to you, people. <laughs> They're happening for you so that you can learn something from it. But the way to be strong and to be able to handle these things is to reprogram your subconscious to believe that you can do anything you want to do. That's why it's easy to say, like, when something bad happens to you, just be like, it's happening for me. Because when a ton of bad things you feel like are happening to you in the moment, it's very easy to be like, to shut down and, and kind of have a victim mentality. Yep. But you to prevent that. that, what I like to do is give myself positive affirmations or whatever I'm trying to work on or attract all the time. I'll say them over and over in my head all stinking day. Give me an example. Um, you are confident, you people love your energy, you're so kind, you're nice, you're smart, you are good. No, seriously. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Because you need to be reminded of that because how yeah. we're so hard on ourselves, like too many people don't recognize their self worth. Well sorry, I had to take a drink. <laughs> well, it's just like I just think we're so hard on ourselves and if we're constantly like damn I wish I had that I wish I could do it like this I wish I could do it like that you're only going to attract you know like half-assed things into your life like I don't know what it is like I'm just like I'm gonna be the confident and the best I can be even if I don't believe that I'm worthy of having something I'm gonna tell myself I'm worthy of having it because I want it yeah and like if I just was always like well maybe I can have those things when I'm older and I'm smarter and I'm wiser like no I want them now I'm gonna have them now I'm gonna tell myself I am all of those things and one day I will be all those things yeah because that's what I'm attracting but it's setting goals sort of in, in in another perspective but that's why it's just things I want to yeah. you know work on like things I want to work on do yeah yeah that's where I mean that's kind of why I've started the podcast why I'm doing this is because I love talking to people and I've sort of come to the realization that you know I go every day to law school I'm doing that and right. that's like that's like my life security sort of that's where I that's what I feel like is going to be my career is yeah. going to take care of me the best but I started this podcast stuff because I realized I have to have something that I do that I actually enjoy. Yes. That I actually enjoy, that I get to be creative at, that I get to um, just experience new conversations with right. people that I love, people that um, are amazing people to me so that other people can hear their stories because that's what that's what I just love. I just yeah. love hearing stories. I love talking to people, getting to know people better and having these deep talks. And so... I've realized this 2023 year is going to be a huge year for me because I'm going to really embrace doing the things that I love. That's so Doing the things that I want to do while also doing the other things that I just need to do, like going to school every day and doing that. But I've realized that I'm going, nine times out of 10, I'm going to put a better product in what I'm doing if I have a purpose with it or if I enjoy it or I have a passion with it. Mm. So Mm. I... 
this is a great moment in time for all of humanity, I feel like, because we're getting to see so yeah, many I people think, start to do the things that I they love and make money from the it. world having a spiritual awakening, yeah. especially when it comes to just the daily grind and like what our social construct is set up to be like, you know, like going to like graduating college, having a family, maybe going to more college, getting married, having a career where you work just a shit ton of hours yeah. so you can have the house that you want, you can have the cars that you want, but for what? That you're just gonna go and work all of the time? Like, you're not building deeper connections with people necessarily. I mean, also, of you're course not doing you can, yourself the justice it, it of, of living the life you deserve. Right. Life like, is so precious and we deserve these good I moments. I think it makes we us go through the motions. We love. It does. It, when I was in school, it's financial security for right. no it's a it's a trade-off and I think something that we've been conditioned to as a society is to believe that we cannot have a passion and financial freedom like in the same well, then you can, yeah, they unless can you're lucky, s- unless you're just one yeah. of the millions that's a, an amazing singer and you love to sing and now you're just famous and have all the money in the world. But I think if you have a desire for something and a passion, you absolutely should follow it because hard work and passion success will 100% of the time follow. Yeah. You just have to believe in yourself and you have to, you know, be able to take a risk and not do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. I mean, and trust me, a lot of people are doing podcasts. Yeah, oh, I get well, that, yeah. but I but, like if this comes as a success thing, then uh, it comes as a success thing. That's not necessarily oh, yeah. why I'm even doing it, you know. Right. And and that's what that's what's just great about the world that we have today is that you yeah. can pursue some sort of passion and just try to monetize it in some way. What I like love, you can reach so many people. Yeah, but what I love like most about this whole thing is that you're believing in yourself right now and you're just doing this thing like nobody else in your friend group or whatever is doing this and it's it can be a little bit of a risk and like embarrassing or whatever just different but you're taking a risk on yourself and I think that's like something I would like to work on it's like who really cares about all these people's opinion like I don't I'm chilling you know I that's that's one thing that I've sort of broken through is that I just don't man People can say whatever. People are going to say whatever, but 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 people don't cares? actually say whatever. It's kind of like little things we make up in our head because yeah, yeah, if someone yeah, yeah. started a podcast that I went to school with and whether I was great friends with them or just mutually knew them, I'd be like, that's cool. <laughs> like that's awesome. And you I check love it out podcasts. just because you like those yep. people. Yeah, yeah. And I just I'm curious what people are up to and talking about. I would never be like that is so embarrassing. Yeah. Even though I would play that like little thing in my head <laughs> if I was doing something like that. Yeah. Like like okay, nothing's really that embarrassing yeah. about it. No, it's not that embarrassing and No, it's not. It's super cool and you're doing something. We're just being like real. We're just yeah. we're just here. Um But just like sometimes I think little things like that's like programmed in our subconscious, like, oh, that's gonna take away time from you studying law school. Oh, people are yeah, gonna it think is. that's Don't... weird. Oh, you're not gonna make any money, so why are you doing it? Like those are little listen, lies listen, that we've been and, conditioned to. And there's the whole there's the whole like oh, you're in law school, you shouldn't say anything bad. Oh, you're in law school, you shouldn't like say anything too controversial like, that why? might draw attention. <laughs> like, sorry, that's first off, not me. My life is controversial. <laughs> second off... Truest thing said all day. <laughs> second off, second off, please somebody try to tell me what to say. Please. Oh, please I, try to tell me what to say because I'm not following that. No. I'm, I'm not. I. That's one thing. You, you have to realize... 
everybody that like if people are in a position above you or if people are in charge of you, it's because they had a different life path and it's because they went about things a different way or it's because they're Mm -hmm. 10 years ahead of you in their career and you'll be in that same position at some point. You cannot let these people in the workplace or in the school environment control your life and try to tell you how to conform and try try to make you do things their way just because they hold some power over you. No, you are worth more than that. You got to stand up for yourself in in today's environment because it's a doggy dog world and it's if at the end of the day the only things that can happen to you are the things that you let happen to you. Beautiful. Yeah. So much said. I love it. It's, it's so true. true. No, it's true. You got to live to be yourself. Like that's 100%. why Once again, that's why I'm doing this because no, I, I, I I don't I care. Like I know and I love it. Yeah. It's it really is inspiring. I'm just being me. Just being. I'm trying to tap into who I am. Controversial AF. I'm trying to be. I'm just trying to tap into who I am as a person. No, and it's so true. And I mean, like. And I want to express myself, and that's what. Express yourself, and that's where I think a lot of people people can relate to that. Yeah, everybody. Everybody should express themselves. We should. We should be hearing everybody. Okay, not everybody's opinion. Okay. Respectfully. Well, and but, here's the thing: if you don't like someone's opinion, I don't think my no opinion matters. No one's forcing you anyways. to be friends with yeah. them. No one's forcing you to do anything. Like just, it's, I don't it's think, all cool. Trust me, I don't think my opinion is better than anybody else's. I wish that we could all have like different opinions and realize that at the end of the day, we're way more alike than we are different. Even like with political things, I bet most of us lay pretty close to the center. Maybe a little bit As, more left. Maybe a little bit more right. Like yeah. we're more like. Than we seem. I just there's a lot of rational thinkers. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are very rational thinkers, and if you have those conversations with them in person, yeah, their beliefs could be completely different than what their beliefs are on social media. Right. Oh my god. So 100. I'm not calling anyone out, but I feel like it is very cool to be woke these days on social media. And I'm sorry. I know some of you guys are just reposting things that you don't agree with and I get it or whatever because you want to you don't want to be canceled you want to fit in and stuff and you want to be an empathetic person I you are all of those things even if you don't necessarily believe the narrative that's so pushed on social media yeah. just being just well you don't have woke. to that's why like like the people what is crazy about society is they teach everybody to conform and to think a certain way. And if you or they don't, try to, you're an asshole. Yeah, or we'll we'll ban you and kick you out of the, yeah. the so-called group. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, everybody who is the richest, who is the most popular, who is whatever, you know, the yeah. most successful are people who break out of the mold and do their own damn thing. 100%. Like, that's what they don't want. They don't want pe- too many people realizing your your true potential in, in life. Also, I don't know, just... Everybody has so much potential if they pursue the things that they actually love. Yes. So true. Risk it. Risk it for the biscuit. Risk it. I took a risk. I dropped out of college. Yeah, you did. I have a cleaning business. I want to do more with my life, but I'm excited. Yeah. Like, I want to have other businesses. I want to... And I know I will. I just... I'm excited, but I know sometimes... But think that can about be all seen of the, as like, yeah. you know, just different. It can be seen as whatever, but it's your path. And think yeah. about all of the lessons of life that it taught you in the past. How many years have you been doing that? Like two, two and a half. Okay, so two, two and a half years of being the head of your business, making every decision for your business, yeah, and also making money. 
Think about all of the experiences and life lessons that has taught you compared to sitting in two to two and a half years of school for business, for business, and then not even owning your own business when you come out. No, seriously, I'm I'm so grateful. It's real world experiences and just, and it's just also, it has allowed me, like I, I work so much, I work all the time and I'm. I'm stressed about it and stuff like that, but like it's allowed me to like follow other passions in my life to like gain knowledge on other things that I am curious about because the thing with school is that you're in school all day and then you come home and you're most likely studying or whatever, tired. You don't have like a lot of times or like free time to like yeah. explore other things that you love. I mean, if you're really good at time management, then of course you probably do, yeah. but I don't know. Like I just... I feel like, you know, once I'm done working for the day, I can learn more about things that interest me. And and that's really cool, like, during these years of my life. Yeah. Because I feel like I know myself more. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm also to be, I'm able to be you're, independent, too. Because oh, I, so ha- I don't know. It's so great, though, because you're you're being thrown into the water and making the decisions for yourself, having to make those decisions for yourself. Yeah. And you're not, like, being told what to do. Oh, it's so amazing. Like, you're... It's so amazing. Oh, it's got to feel great at times. But it, it also is good. stressful. Also, it, it's stressful. Yeah, there are moments where... And, I, you know, I just always want to be my best and stuff and, and keep learning. But I've worked since, like, for someone since I was, like, 14 years old. And, like, then before that, I would babysit. So I know what it's like to have, like, understanding bosses or mean bosses or a good work environment versus not a good work environment yeah, yeah. so I can like inf- that's huge I can infiltrate like all the things I do like about it in mine that's what I try mm-hmm. to do and I'm trying to be better about it every single day so I don't know I, I value things that I think some people that who I used to work for didn't value yeah like if your best employee who always shows up on time always picks up the extra shift works the hardest is has the best attitude if they ask for a raise because I'm sorry, but that's me who I was describing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> asks for a raise, you know, a dollar or two more an hour. Um, you should give it to that person because they're breeding positivity into the workplace. Why you're you're going to be shit out of luck to try to find so, someone else that's like that. Also, do you think that who is more responsible for getting a raise? Like, like, oh my gosh! Do you think that they need to ask you? No. Or do you think that you I should have give never it? had a place of business be like, oh, couldn't. Can I start paying you more? Why the heck would they do that? Yeah. Why the heck would they do that? I always ask for raises. And oftentimes I worked places that I could kind of like make a commission. I worked for the Gallup poll. Yeah. So it was like based off of your performance. And so that was a super fun job because you could just, you know, if you're competitive in any sense, it's fun because you could always make more than the minimum wage. Um, and then I did a little bit of waitressing, which again you're just working off of tips and and stuff like that i think i think that sort of thing's fun because there's no cap and it's like a game no cap bro no cap bro (laughs) (laughs) yeah but anyways yeah i mean i've it's just if you want to raise you should go ask present the points yeah present the points i okay fair enough i bring this to the because i've always i've always because as an employer it's going to be cheaper for me and smarter on my move if I say, yeah, you can have $2 more an hour than me going to find someone to replace you, trying to teach them how to do everything, and you can't teach a good attitude. So no. if they have that, I mean, that's very, very valuable. Like, I would... For sure. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. If you... Uh, what's, what's one piece of advice that you would love to give everybody out there uh, for the new year ahead of them? Um... 
take a risk. Do something that you've wanted to do for a really long time, even if it's silly, and believe in yourself. Okay, that's good. That's good advice. Yeah, that's good advice. Oh, I'm not the what person you? you want to take advice from. What, but, what's a piece of advice? Hmm. Maybe. I'd say first thing, just get re- just get real with yourself. Yeah. And and try to figure out who you are. Try to figure out what makes you tick every day of your life. Try to figure out, um, like, be introspective with yourself and learn your patterns, your behaviors, things that, things that cause you or trigger something bad in you, things that trigger something good in you, things that trigger sadness, things that trigger happiness. Try to try to really learn these things about yourself because if you can learn those things about yourself, then you can put yourself constantly in situations where you won't feel as much anger or as much sadness because you will avoid those triggers. You'll avoid those bad, bad things in your life and try, try to really just really find what makes you happy. For me, it's, it's giving something to people. Like it's helping somebody out. Um, acts of kindness are what really, really drives my heart, my lifeline, my happiness. And so if you try to do these things that like give you a true sense of happiness, you try to figure out what they are and you do them more often, you will live a happier life. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned from my past year is just, just seeing, just trying to observe more about myself and and being real honest about what I don't like and what I do like. Spend time it, with yourself. Yeah. and That's a great one. It's it's just so important because you can be distracted by cell phones, by mm. computers, by TVs, whatever. But all of those times like that we are so distracted by our phones or by TVs or uh, music, whatever, we're avoiding internal thoughts, internal subconscious oh. um I do love to avoid those that we, things. <laughs> that we, but that we need to hear yeah. for like better mental health purposes. Absolutely. And I think that's why that's a longer story, but like the whole, like how America is struggling with mental health so badly and how the rest of the world is as well. And how that coincides with when technology Oh began. my gosh. Just for so many reasons, technology, social media, and yeah, it can and, be really detrimental to your mental health. And that's... Take a, I, I challenge everybody, take, okay, this may sound crazy for some people because some people might never listen to music or anything in the shower, but what? if you do, like, take a shower without music, without any noise. Or... Drive in your car one time for 15 minutes without the radio on or, or looking at your phone. Psychotic. No. No, it, I know, but it would It's feel, just giving your mind just a, a break. Okay, a so break. sometimes your mind makes you do that because I've had, like maybe like a late night shift or something and I'm like that was so unbearably stressful and I'm like driving back in silence because like my mind literally needs it so I know what you're saying and you should I think that's a good a good little challenge and just spend time with your thoughts work through them because a lot of times I have to like have a podcast on and I cannot be alone with my thoughts I know I'll just overthink every little thing that's when when I started trying to do this trying to take showers without a podcast or music on at first I was like you almost feel a little anxious because you're like, I feel like I need to, I need to have something yes. playing because I don't want to listen to silence or like, cause I don't want to be bored while I'm in the shower. Bored. But yeah. then what I realized if like you just don't play anything and you just hop in yeah. and then you get out and you're like, wow, okay, I made it. I survived. Wow. That was like relaxing. Yeah. 
I'm not stimulated. And then it made me not even want to pick up my phone. Right. You're like, because I had peace. It was just peace and quiet, water running, <gasps> my mind just being still, completely still. That would be a really good New Year's resolution to not fall asleep with my phone because I usually like am yeah. laying on scrolling, my pillow scrolling on TikTok and then the morning it's like whatever TikTok I left off in the yeah. morning. Just to be more pro- my okay do you have a word of the year or a word of the year <laughs> or like a word that you want to describe for, your, for yourself in 2023 ooh man because I was um, going to go into what my word is but I wanted to see what yours was first oh man yeah I just want to be like there's disobedient. Disobedient. I just want to That's be the theme, but like but not in a bad way. Just like to the to just the like system. breaking the breaking, breaking the mold of life yes. and just do like figuring out really how to do things in a way that make them work for myself. Like, yeah, like just what what actually drives me. Like what actually gets me out of bed every day to go be motivated and achieve something. What makes me like just truly thrive. Yeah. What, what can I do? What can I, and that's what I'm saying. I, the, over the past year, year and a half, I've just been trying to gather as much information on myself as possible. Yeah. And just try to figure Don't out myself, truly figure it out. self-love too. Absolutely. 100%. Like, that's just like something I realize. You just hear it all the time. Like, love yourself. And you're like, of course I do. But like, I think I had like a really like deep realization the other day that it's a lot harder sometimes than you might think if you don't actively try to spend time on loving yourself. Yeah. But I but think I, if I you think, do, then it allows for all these like amazing I things. I think the want. lack of, I think in some situations, the lack of self-love yeah. can come from a lack of self-understanding. I, yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I was you know? trying to see. Like, just like... You know, and, and it's just a choice. Like, maybe, like, that's something I'm going to work on is just actively being, like, I love you. Like, you know, you can say that to yourself and, like, give yourself hugs and stuff. I know this is kind of weird and random, but, I mean, it's the beginning to doing anything you want to do that's amazing in life. For sure. Just spending that time with yourself, valuing valuing your own thoughts, sometimes more than, like, a podcast or music. Yeah. And... I just, I, man, man, I have done my fair share of dumb things in my life and I will continue to do dumb things, obviously. No one doubted it. No one has ever doubted that about me. That's one thing that has always been true, always will be true. I will fuck up at some point and do something stupid. No, I'm just kidding. But to be real honest, I don't know where I was going with it. I, I guess what... What's your word of the year? Disobedient? Okay. Kind of disobedient, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm sure you'll have no issues. <laughs> I'm sure I won't. <laughs> What's your word of the year? Okay, my word of the year is present. Because I want to be present in all of the things. <laughs> Why are you smiling like that? <laughs> I want to be present in every every aspect of my life. Every more aspect. So, more you mean so. like living in the moment or... Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. And just like I think... First of all, I think that's going to lower anxieties and also just help me be more in tune and more thoughtful and, and you know, empathetic when I'm around people. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm just so conditioned to be scrolling on my phone and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm with, like you, for instance, I don't get to see you all the time. Like, why, why would I be scrolling on my phone right now? Yeah. Like, mindlessly. Like, not just... 
That's something that I don't think a lot of people realize, though, and I'm glad that you do. Yeah. I'm very glad that you do, because that's how I think. I'm like, I I used to go to whatever event it would be. If it wasn't with my direct friends, Uh then... I always took the route of like, oh, I'm just going to get on my phone. I'm going right. to hang around my parents or I'm going to hang around family. I'm not going to talk to anybody too back. deeply. You're not building any relationships. Yes, yes. You're not building any memories. And that's something Man, and I then, catch myself doing too I know. Much. And then I went to family Thanksgivings and Christmases this year. Yeah. And I was like, I'm putting my phone down yes. and I'm fully embracing myself in this environment, right. in this moment, because this is me familia. Yes. You know, like let's let's build bonds. Let's yeah. let's get to, to know each other. Nobody needs to be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> let's. But that's all of society. Leave it to me to be awkward. I will be. Awkward. And leave it to me to make things not awkward because. <laughs> no, but seriously, I you just. No, it's those are people that you can build just amazing bonds with, and yeah. and just do it. Just do it. It's good. And I mean, yeah, you just absolutely, and then just being present in like conversations or things that are happening I feel like so often we're always like what's the next thing and we're not thinking about like six months to a year ago I wanted to have like my own apartment with my best friend I need to just enjoy the fact that I have my apartment with my best friend right now and like not like oh my god I can't wait for one day to buy a house to build a house like those are great things to dream about and like of course I'm going to be manifesting those things (laughs) but just be live in the moment live in the moment be thankful for the things that you do have because at one time you wanted those things and then you're not always like that's so true yeah that's what I was it's it's easy to get locked in the grind of like the law school thing yeah but I looked back and I was like man this is where I wanted to be so bad yeah three years ago four years ago five years ago and I was just like yeah Yeah. I was like man if I can just get to law school I can get through that three years and it's not even that bad Mm -hmm. this was me seven eight nine years ago you know saying this and then now here I am and I'm like oh this is just miserable I'm doing stuff all the time can't wish but our life like away. you can't think of it that way it's all perspective that's exactly. what we're talking about well, but even I I have those moments all oh, the time where I think uh, I you just well, I, I read this amazing amazing um, chapter out of this CS Lewis book I think it's called the screw tape letters and um, it's it gives insight on how it's it's written from like a demon's perspective sort of. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but it's it he wrote the book prior to writing the book, he was uh agnostic sort of like didn't oh, believe okay. in any religion at all and then came out I believe being a Christian. That's what I heard about after writing the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, in one of the chapters it talks about oh man, where was I? What were we just talking about, excuse me? No, just help me. Um, uh, being thankful for where we're at in life. Being yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, no, that's okay. You. That's perfect. Um, okay. So he, I believe, was talking about how um, if you if you tell somebody, or maybe I was reading this out of um, the Bible at some point, but I got it. Yeah. Okay. So the, 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 the story of it all is the same. It's like, if you tell, if you tell somebody essentially, 
um, I'm gonna use an analogy for it, but here, hold this barbell with like 150 pounds on your back, right. hold it on there for 60 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I'll give you a million dollars, okay? And then if you tell another person, hey, if you hold that for an undisclosed amount of time, you know, like I'm not telling you how long you have to hold it, but if you hold it, you for long enough, you'll win a million dollars. Okay. So like, think about the two mindsets that these people are going in with. Like the one person is like, man, if I can make it to 55 minutes, I can get to an hour. Like they're, they're like struggling every extra, every minute because they're like, damn, I still have 30 minutes left. Damn, I still have this. And then say they get to that 60 minute mark. And then the guy says, Oh, if you go another 30 minutes, actually, then I'll actually give you the money. That person's going to throw that bar off and be like, screw you, man. Like you, we had an agreement, blah, blah, blah. Whereas the person who is holding the barbell and it just knows that if he just keeps holding it at some point, he may get get the million dollars. He's not thinking about time at all. No. He's just, he's sticking it in and he's sticking strong to his goal that he set in mind and he's just going to achieve it. And so like... You can't wish years of your life away, point being. Yes, you like, can. Like, you can't, you can't just be like, oh, I'm, like, that, that, that ending in sight, like, when it, that, like, year and a half from now mm-hmm. of me knowing that I'm going to graduate from law school in a year and a half, like, if I think about it like that, then it'll just seem way longer as opposed to if I just embrace the moment and I just live in the present. And not only that, you get to see all of the amazing things that happen along the way. You're not just like, okay, yeah. once I get to 10, once I get to 20, like, what about the things that happen between between 10 and 20? Yeah. Like, the things that you learn, the, the conversation you have with some random person on campus that could have changed your whole trajectory. Of oh, life. for sure. Like... Yeah, I just it's a I just think it's a way better way to live life, and I'm definitely gonna try hard to do it. Be more conscientious of it. Yeah, me too. I'm. It's good. Just it's good to try new things too. Yeah. Just to, just to try to switch stuff up, just to see what works out for you better. But yeah, life's not a race. I think sometimes I forget that. Yeah. It's easy to. Yeah, and you don't have. Ah, I feel that. Man. Yeah, and I just. Yeah. We're just here having a good time. <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for I had fun. Come back on the potty. Yeah, letting you back on the pod. I guess we'll see. We'll see what we have in store for us in the future. I'll um, I'm gonna try to continue to have different people on, but sometimes it's nice to roll with a cert like a group of people that have already been on and stuff too because it's just more natural it's easier to like it's easier for me to talk to my dad about certain things it's easier for me to talk with my brother or my friends um about certain things and then once they've done it it's kind of a weird it's kind of a new interesting weird experience to sit in front of a microphone (laughs) and try to talk for an undisclosed period of time but and Cade loves to just throw you under the bus too like he's just like go go just go go <laughs> he'll ask you some profound question and then you're like supposed to come up with it on the spot okay yeah. that's what makes it fun it's awesome it's fun i just like to no it i like is to fun. hear I, from I like other it. people i like to hear what they it's think like a little therapy what they're gonna session. say yeah yeah, yeah. well thanks for listening everybody yep thank you peace